get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Pink Millionaire Nicola Smith-Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that's for you to build a big business. We're here coaching you every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't done this already, go ahead, share the call with others. They can dial in the 602-753-1848 or listen with your smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, Mac, blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. Good morning, good morning, good morning as we're continuing on in our series, how to make your focus your bright future and don't turn back. On the last episode, we discovered that God has a plan to prosper and not to harm us. And it will help you change your perspective on anything that comes your way, any storm that comes your way. I'm going to be sharing with you an experience that Kaden and I had on yesterday. And this experience has made me wiser and stronger and clearer that everything that's done must be on purpose. Our passage of scripture is going to be coming out of Psalm 107, verses 28 31. And if there's anyone out there that wants to meet a goal or you're trying to meet a goal, and it doesn't matter what type of goal it is, you're going to want to take notes today. Let's go to the Lord together. Father God, we come before you. We honor you on today because today is the day you've made, and we're glad we're joined here in the land of the living. Dear Lord, we are just so honored that you would think of us as creation, creating us from the likeness of your image. What an honor. Grateful. As we are seeking your face and not your hand to have a more intimate relationship with you, we're grateful, dear Lord, that you have forgiven us all the times that we've overlooked your power, your strength, your wisdom, and your refuge. As we're going out to do these great exploits in your name, let us be careful to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Let us put down the ways of the world and pick up and be focused on the kingdom because that's the only way that we'll have that bright future because only what we do for you will last. We're grateful, dear Lord, that we're going out to do things on purpose, to be fishers of the men and women, to have the mind of Christ, to help prosper them, 
just as you have declared your intention is to prosper us. Now, Holy Spirit, have your way here at Power Start Your Day. Show yourself mighty and strong, as well as be the comforter as you are. Teach, guide, direct, and correct us. Put us on that straight path that was once crooked. We're grateful and we're thankful we are you and feel this with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want us to go to Psalms 107, 28, and if you're in or just come out, and if you feel that everything is all great, you're about to go in a storm, and I need you to be prepared. Psalm 107, 28 through 31, it says, Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. So he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of people and praise him in the company of elders. I want to share something with you that will help prepare you in the midst of even an unexpected storm. Every single one of us will have one in the midst of the process of the pursuit of goals or going higher in life. Um, Share a little quick story of on yesterday, went to take care of some business, and then I remembered that Caden, school was over, things in lockers and everything, so I got a text message from his, one of his teachers reminding us that, you know, that was the day to come and get any sort of belonging. So I got Caden, and we began to ride on down, and it was was sunny. As a matter of fact, what I had on earlier, I felt like I was, you know, dressed over like too warm and it was sunny and um, grabbed the smoothie and we headed on down toward the school. As I began to drive, I got maybe about five minutes away and I saw it getting dark. And for those who dealt with phones really acting up on yesterday. I know that this is an episode people may go back and listen to at another time, but it was clear on 
you know, what you would do and who you are in the midst of the storm where the phones were unable to connect with people. We were able to use internet and text message, thank God, but there were many lines that just would not connect. And so we had been having that challenge all day, and I was asking Caden as we were driving down, hey, call your dad, um, you know, want to know what time he was going to be coming home for dinner. And he's like, it's, the line is not going through. Robert and I hadn't been able to connect through. He texted and said, hey, my phone is going crazy. Then after, no, no worries. Back to the story, the sky started getting really dark, and then the wind started coming, and the rain started coming down. I would say in the midst of two-minute span, it went from dark to raining profusely, and the wind started coming extremely high. I began to continue on, and then I realized, and unction says, turn back. As I was getting, driving down a little bit more to get to a place to turn, the rain started coming down. Torrential rain, I couldn't see. And then I realized it wasn't rain at all. It began to hail. So Caden's in the back and I'm turning to him, make sure you're buckled in. And he's looking like, mom, I am. Like it wasn't serious. And then I found a street where I can turn. And when I began to turn, I said, oh, the wind is coming at us. I began to turn. And then the wind seemed like it shifted. It became started going the other way. The hail started beating down on the car so profusely. And as I continue to drive up, now the wind started blowing so heavily and the trees the where we live, there's so many trees up and down the road and the trees began to like bend all the way over. And I'm like, okay, cars started pulling over. And I said, Caden, buckle up. We got to go. And I continue to drive. The hail started beating on the car. It was like we were in a fight. The hail was hitting the windshield so hard to where I started to duck. It felt like Shots were coming toward the car, and Caden, I turned to the back, and I saw his eyes get big. They started to water, and I reached back there to hold his hand, and I said, you stay buckled up, and it was like I saw a tree falling, but then I blinked my eye and looked, and it was no tree falling, and I kept going. Cars were pulling over, and I kept going. I kept going, and then we looked, and there was a tree a big tree all the way down. And Caden said, mom, and I said, we're going to ride over this tree, Caden. He said, no, mom, I'll get, I said, you cannot get out the car. And I drove over the tree and kept going. The wind, the hell, it was like, I can't see. And then Caden started screaming out for their life. And I began to pray. And I said, Caden, pray. And we began to howl out the name of Jesus, get us home. And we prayed all the way in and I continued. It seemed like a ride that would have taken us 10 minutes, five at the most with traffic took us like 35 minutes. As the car was being beat, cars were pulling over and I began to just hear the Holy Spirit say, keep going. And I just kept going. And then the phone rang. I looked at the phone 
And I'm like, okay, no calls were coming in for a moment. And it was my little cousin. I would call her my Joshua. My little cousin, she was calling me. She so happened to be the person there with me right at the day when I lost my third son. And she was the first one to hold that baby corpse in her hand. I didn't even want to touch him. And she could have been no more than 13 years old at the time. And I saw her ringing the phone. She hung up and rung the phone again. And I just wouldn't answer. I started to to answer the phone and tell her, Lashane, pray. But I didn't. Men came and we began to pray. He said, just get us home, God. He was screaming, crying. He's this kid that I've seen him deal with so many things, and he'll hold it in, and he was screaming out, and I began to hold his hand, and I said, we're going to make it, baby, and we got there, and I couldn't see. When we got to our subdivision, I said, Caden, is that our subdivision? He said, yes, mom, it is. I couldn't even see if it was our neighborhood. I turned, and I said, Lord, please let this gate open. We pressed it again. I said, please let the garage door open, and we got in the safety The garage door went down as soon as we turned off the alarm, got in the house. It couldn't have been another minute later. All the lights went out. Had we been one minute less, the garage would not have opened. Got in, and as I began to pray, and I grabbed Caden, and his body was stiff like He couldn't even open his arms. His body was stiff. He was in shock. And then I come in and I go to my den, one of my war rooms. I can do nothing but just thank God for his grace and his mercy. And I said, what if I didn't have I wasn't clear on who to call. What if I wasn't clear to howl out the name of Jesus? What if I wasn't clear to have our angels usher us in as people were pulling over? And I said, wow, I've never seen anything like that. I've never experienced anything like that. And the next call I got was a gentleman the gentleman, Chris King, said, Nicola, I have somebody I wanted you to meet. I want you to, I want this gentleman, I want him to pray for you. He's a, a knight of a high order. And he said, I need him to pray for you and where you're going. He had no clue of what was happening. He said, I need you to, him to pray for you for where you're going. What, and this gentleman gets on the phone and begins to pray and begins to pray and begin to even pull down anything that would try to hold me back from purpose began to pray that my voice would be heard until the word began to pray, hedge of protection around myself and my family, began to pray, and he had no clue. It was after they finished praying is when I told them what had happened, just happened. And then after I was able to text out and tell to my closest leaders what was going on, was able to see that in just one moment how my backyard, that beautiful backyard, was nearly flooded. And then hours later, it was as if it almost never happened. I took pictures of the hail in the yard, and Robert's phone wasn't even going through. And I just said, you know what? Kate and I just prayed. 
crazy thing is, is right after they said, Mom, that was so scary. And I said, you know what to do in the midst of a storm, right? And he went back to play Fortnite. I said, you going back to the game? He's like, yeah, Mom, the storm is over. He said, it's over now. <laughs> I just want you on the line to know that it became extremely clear to me. Earlier that day, I had already had a very unction. My phone was sporadically allowing me to speak to people. I was only able to get through to a few people. And I had felt this very disturbing unsettledness in my spirit to where I was like, I know God is shifting me into somewhere else, doing something for him in such a big capacity. And I was like, everything must have its place and everything must be clear that it's God first and then family and then everything else. If that everything else still does not have to do with God and the family of others, it's not worth your time. If you're interested in having a bright future, we've got to go to work where God is, where he needs his people. And as I began to go through and settle through what my day was and realizing I was finishing up some chapters for my book, I was you know, working on some or some different things that God had me working on and understanding that every goal, any goal, your goals, my goals will not wait on you. I got back to work. Caden showed me that, that I got back to work, and, and this is what I want to do. I want to give you some steps that if you're ever in the midst of a storm, and it may not all the time be a literal storm like what Kaden and I were in, we have been able to weather the spiritual, the mental, the physical, and that literal storm, and I need you to hear me. First and foremost, expect them. I call it unexpected, but I saw the sky getting dark, and typically we think that maybe it's just going to be a little thunderstorm. Maybe it's going to be, but, but the thing is you need to have your weaponry. You need to have your full armor on at all times, and just to think that earlier that day, I prayed for you. I would gotten a call. I had to pray for a young lady who was going into surgery, and sometimes I am, I am honestly, I'll be like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired to be the go-to and identifying who do I go to? Who's my go-to? I was just asking God that on yesterday. And he answered me boldly and clearly. You have big goals. You got something you're trying to get done. The first thing you need to do is pray the next thing you need to do is keep going. I just felt in my spirit that if I stopped, that even though maybe some other cars pulled over and they were just fine in my spirit, I thought if I stopped, it was going to be 
very bad for us. Not bad in the idea that we might have gone home to glory, but bad in the idea that there were so many things that God told me to do that I still have not done. Thank God that I make my house a home, not just a big house. That when I reach back there to hold my son's hand, that's all. It's like we were together. And I began to thank God that I made the choices I've made because it could have easily been, I could have been in a salon or somewhere else where I would not have been with him. By the time Robert got home, he said, what in the world happened here? Because he was on one of his job sites on the other side of town, so they did not see anything like what happened over here. And he said as he was turning in, he saw all the leaves, he saw everything, saw the water. I sent him a video. He's like, what in the world? He screamed out when he got in the house. He started screaming my name, my family, my family. He's thinking he's all the way on the other side of town, and he's like, what did y'all go through? He looked at the truck and saw all the leaves all over the truck. He's like, oh, my gosh, you guys were out. What you want to remember when you're trying to hit a goal, and my goal was you got to identify what's the immediate thing I need to be doing. What's the short-term thing I need to be doing to get me to the long-term thing? And the short-term thing was we got to get home. Some people can't focus on the main goal at hand. Whether I was trying to get home or whether I was hitting some big goal for my business, I'll identify what's the immediate goal that I can hit and something that would make you know you should keep going. I turned our car into a sanctuary. And my son, who I always kept him in, in Bible, a lot of those classes he was like struggling, but Bible was one of his classes. He he always had the best grade in there. And, and I said, pray. He started, first he started screaming. I said, no, pray. One can put 1,000, two can put 10,000 to flight. Him and I began to pray. I said, open your mouth and pray. And we began to call on the name of Jesus. And he said, get us home, get us home, God. He knew he began to now use his authority and speak boldly and clearly to a God that he knows. And no call was coming through other than the one. I started to answer, and that's my little cousin who just said, God called me and said that I need to pray for our family. I said, you got to do it. I need to set up. She's setting up prayer calls for our family, and she was the one initiating that. And I said, no, he gave it to you. You do. No, I need you to tell me because what? No, he gave it to you. You got to understand there's some things that God has given to you. And you're looking for your upline. You're looking for somebody else for the answer, and he already gave it to you. Just play your position. 
Each day there should be a goal because you never know what day is going to be the last day. And when I got home and I laid on my couch and I said, if God would have taken us home, we would have been together. We would have been calling his name. If there had been where I would have not made it and Caden would have made it, he would have known to call on the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, so often I've been fought tooth and nail about bringing God into business. Every day. My goal is that somebody would know that they are valuable, they are worthy of whatever it is God has given to me, given to anyone else. Stop looking at others. Start looking at yourself and keep going. We always talk about tomorrow's not promised, but neither is today. What are you going to do today to make a difference? What are you going to do today towards your legacy. You too busy to pray. You too busy to connect with God. You're too busy to focus on what he told you to do. Ditch every distraction today. Identify that goal, your pace to win the race. Get your head down and stop looking at the numbers and realize those numbers are people that need you that need you to keep going in the midst of your storm, that need you to to help them and show them how to make it through a storm. And then I realized that, you know, oh, you got a little amnesia because you said you've never been through a storm like that. I remember I was in South Florida and I had a similar experience, but it was just rain and I was on a highway, but this time I was by myself, or so I thought. And at that moment, I wasn't one that was praying for everybody every day. I was one that probably that night I would have been going to the restaurant, either taking a shot of Patron or maybe some Hennessy. I don't know. And I could remember... Calling out the name of Jesus then. For those of you who think that he don't know you because you don't really know him. He belongs in every area of your life. Including to change your mind about why you're doing what you're doing. Because everything is easier with him. Go back and read Psalm 107, 28 through 32. Today, along with Jeremiah 29 and 11, and I'd love for you to hop in the Power Moves group and tell me what does it mean to you? More importantly, what you going to do about it? You got some goals? 
Go crush them on today. Don't let nothing or no one stop you. Be like Caden. He said, it's over. He went back to work and he put me on point. I went right back in and finished the day. I love you guys. God bless you.